subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. So you mentioned vacuums. Chuck, Tommy, as y'all's, uh, Chuck, as we welcome you in, is y'all's house still a wreck from the holidays? I know a lot of times we kind of let things slide because we're stressed and we're doing other stuff. Is your house a mess right now, like mine is? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it's, um, yeah, there's there's still some work to do. I think that'd be fair to say. Well, did you have a good Christmas, man? Did you get I any? I did. Uh, Hope you guys did too. Hope everybody did. Yeah. Sounds like from the the feedback we got, most people had. I was the first time ever. I was sick on a Christmas, Chuck. I was in bed all day uh, for whatever reason. I just had the the stomach and the 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 sinus stuff that seems to be going around. But um, seeing respond, I've never been really sick on a big holiday before. It was kind of unique, but. Uh, I slept. He's the mo- been sick after some holidays. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I've, I'm going to be honest, man. I've I haven't slept for 16 to 20 hours since I was in college, but that's all I did on Christmas. And uh, sleep, it's a wonder what sleep will do for you. Well, it sounds like you've recovered. You sound fine today. And uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, Chuck, I I know there's been a a lot of talk. Uh, We haven't had a a bunch of Arkansas news. We're going to hear from Eric Mossman later on at 11 o'clock this morning. Basketball, of course, taking on UNC Asheville at 4 o'clock this Saturday. Uh, We haven't gotten any confirmation from Wisconsin's camp that Kenny Guyton has officially been hired. Uh, Football Scoop's had the report. Bruce Feldman's had the report. There's one or two other outlets that have uh, also um, said the sources as well. if that indeed happens, do you think Sam Pimmon kind of has his guy corked up? I know the the popular fan take is hire Garrick McGee or Paul Petrino, but I could definitely see him going elsewhere. That It seems like in these positions they hire someone that no one really expects. Well, I'm not sure. It certainly sounds like it's happened. I mean, I, I think that we can probably safely say that it's happened, uh, that he's not going to be here. But, um, you know, the one thing that I would say when you go out and – hire a position coach is it's not just about the coaching of the position uh it's about recruiting and i would think that in this instance um you know coach petrino is your offensive coordinator coach petrino you know he's one of the few coaches frankly that i've seen out there who could probably coach every position if it came right down to it and uh, i'm not saying the wide receivers coach coaching the wide receivers is not important it is but whoever you hire, you better have recruiting in mind because that's the name of the game. And um, I, think that, I think they'll be fine at that position. I, I don't have any doubt that they'll, have, that, that, that they'll move the football through the air and they'll have a good receiving core. And I don't doubt they'll find a good wide receivers coach. But I'm sure recruiting is going to have as much to do with this as anything. Yeah, I'm with you. Considering who is reporting this and considering how these things have gone in the past, uh, my guess is kind of like yours that, hey, this deal's already done and, and Kenny Guyton's already on his way. He just hadn't been formally announced Football by Wisconsin. Football scoop 
Football yeah. Scoop is the most reputable site yes. when it comes to coaching moves. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. And, by uh, far. By far. I mean, it's not even a race. And my guess is Sam Pittman's well down the path of figuring out who the next and wide receiver coach will be. Chuck brings up probably the most important aspect of this is recruiting. The transfer portal closes on Tuesday if you're an undergrad. Now, grad transfers can enter at any point and exit at any point. That's part of the luxury it is of being a graduate. So these potential wide receivers you're trying to keep on your roster, they will have to make a decision, at least in this cycle, prior to Tuesday. Then they'll have the spring cycle as well. You see less guys enter the portal and exit the portal during the spring because there's less likely of an opportunity to play in the fall if you don't get the uh, the spring behind you in whatever school you're at to this point. So some guys, if this indeed's the case, which we think it is, some wide receivers have some decisions to make. I've seen several wide receivers who seem to have liked Coach Guy and disappointed on social media. Now, it's one thing to put an emoji out on social media. It's another thing to transfer schools. But it is important, whoever they hire, that the first priority is not the guys in the portal. It's not the guys in the high school context. It's the guys that are currently on this campus that are in the Arkansas wide receiver core. Well, those guys play for the Razorbacks. They don't play for the Kenny Guytons. And I say that respectfully. But they play for the Razorbacks. And I, I don't anticipate these guys leaving because of that. I'd no. be surprised if a single one of them does, frankly. I think one will leave. I, I think a do lot you of, really? Yeah, I really Who do. Who do you think it'll be? I think Isaiah, Sata- just, I think Isaiah really? Satania will leave. Wow. I think that, A hometown kid? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just a gut feeling. I think by... Next Tuesday, we'll see an announcement that Isaiah Satane well, is Why do you feel that way? It's a gut feeling. Okay, but why? Well, I mean, have you talked to people? Spill the, spill the I, beans, I, I man. Mean, it's, it's just a gut feeling, guys, and I'm going to leave it at that. It's a gut feeling. And, okay. I, I, again, I, I hope I'm wrong because I really like Isaiah. And, like you said, he's the, the most important aspect, being a hometown kid, Fayetteville Bulldog, a kid that I like watching. they used him in, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not like he didn't get to play. It's just a, it's a gut feeling I have. So you're just saying from your gut. You think that's it's gonna a, happen? It's a it's a gut feeling. Okay. I know we didn't have hot take Monday on maybe this it's week. The, maybe hot it's, take it's, it's hot take Thursday. I just it's a maybe there's a remnant of that illness you had. Too stupid Thursday. Too stupid. Yeah, too stupid Thursday. Is okay. that a stupid? I hope it's a stupid take. I hope when we uh, ravine or, or come back next week and we get together, whether it's Monday or Tuesday, and really on Wednesday when the transfer portal's done, because he's not a graduate at least at this cycle. I hope we haven't heard any news. That's just a gut feeling I have about there will be at least one guy leave. And I, again, I don't want to undervalue what it is playing for the Razorbacks, but I think, and he is a hometown kid you mentioned, but I think when it comes to relationships, right, the, the, the guy that you see every day in practice is not the head coach. And, and sometimes in some cases it's like you obviously see the offensive coordinator, but the, the coach that you have the most like interaction with on a daily basis is your position coach. And in some cases, not just here in Arkansas, we've seen guys leave because their position coach either gets elevated to an offensive coordinator role or a defensive coordinator role, or in some cases, a head well, coaching job, and that happens. So I'm Guys the, leave because their coach stayed, too. No, 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah, so that's that, a two-edged but, sword. But that's, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think, and again, I, I'm not saying that he's, and you could argue this is a lateral move for Guyton going, but it's more his neck of the woods being an Ohio State guy. But I think we will see at least one guy leave that is currently on this roster. And if I had to pick one, if I had to narrow down to one, it would be Isaiah Satania. And I hope I'm wrong next week. But that's just just how I feel, whether that's right or wrong in, in regards to I didn't to expect to hear you say that. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't expect to hear you say and that. And I think, again, you mentioned how he was utilized this year, a lot more this year than he was a true freshman, was hurt a good chunk of last season. I'm wondering, like, the Petrino effect, what's interesting about the quote-unquote Petrino effect, right, is we have an idea of how players on offense should feel about Bobby Petrino as the new offensive coordinator in the passing game. High-flying, high-octane offense, up and down, utilizes speed. But I guarantee if I asked Isaiah, hey, what games do you remember from 2009 to 2011 that Petrino was part of? He probably wouldn't know because none of these kids do. And Isaiah is a little older than like Courtney Crutchfield or some of these other in-state kids that are coming to campus next week or in, in the coming weeks in January. But even the kids that are currently on campus don't have a great idea of the Bobby Petrino era because they were too young. I just got to say this. Um, look, you may be right. And if you are, I'll tip my cap. But I think we're making way too much out of this. No, let me rephrase that. I, I think some people are making way too much out of this. I won't include myself in the collective we on this because I, I think we're, I think too much is being made. Um, position coaches are important. I'm not saying that. And you're right about relationships. Um, it is important. But um, I'd be surprised if that happens. I'll just put it that way. I guess we'll see. And I don't necessarily see Isaiah necessarily following him to Madison. I just see a potential, again, departure. And I again, I hope I'm wrong. There's several people that are texting in, like Luke, saying, please stop talking this into existence, Ty on the McCarty-Daniel hotline. Well, I guess that would be my question. Are you speaking just, uh, I mean, do you do you got a tip? I I just have, a, again, a gut feeling on this. And that's okay. that's, uh, that's where, I'll right. leave, where I'll leave it. I'll stop pushing then. Yeah. I'll stop pushing. That's where I I'll have leave. gut feelings too sometimes. Yeah, and um, Gavin. They and, make a pill for that. Yeah, you know? Gavin and Jeff, it's because yeah. I'm still, Pepsi. it's still Pepsi. left Pepsi over. <laughs> still left over from being sick over the course of, the last couple days at this point. Well, that is Arkansas football news. I do want to address some other college football stuff. The, the Florida State, we didn't talk about that yesterday at all, did we? we didn't no, get into we did that. not get into I do want to get into that coming up in just a sec. Let's do that, but first let me give you a word about Beachy Aesthetics and Wellness. 479-343-8424 is their number. Everyone's setting the New Year's resolutions. It may be to quit something. For me and you and for a lot of folks, it may be, hey, quit eating as much and let's lose some weight. Beachy Aesthetics and Wellness has a specialized program that can help you with that. It's semaglutide or teraziptide, the, the shot as some people call it. This is where you go to get started on a program that will help you lose that 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds or more that maybe you're having trouble getting off. You get to a certain age, it just gets harder. And these FDA-approved weight loss medications can aid you in that. 479-343-8424. You'll visit with a medical doctor. They can do it in person or virtually uh, in Arkansas, Missouri, or Oklahoma. Get you started on that, and you could lose as much as 15, uh, 15% of uh, your total body weight by using uh, semaglutide and teraziptide. 479-343-8424 for Vici Aesthetics and Wellness. I do actually want to go to Joe Campbell Stadium and see a Florida State game at some point in time. I think that would be one of the more entertaining college football games outside of the SEC. We didn't have, we didn't have time to get to this yesterday, as Tom and I just discussed, but there is something interesting going on with Florida State. For those that don't know, and it was kind of it kind of got flushed in 
Friday with what happened this past week. But Florida State is dealing with the ACC right now and what's been going on with their irritation and the fact that they were left out of the college football playoff, the fact that they're like $30 million behind in revenue distribution from the SEC and the Big Ten. So their lawyers, who have been looking at the documents for about a year, along with several other schools, it's kind of weird, the ACC has the documents in a certain position. You can't copy them or anything, so the schools have to go directly and actually look over the documents at this point. But they're trying to figure out if they can get out of the S- the ACC and get out of the grant of rights fees as well, which they're challenging this. And in, in, they're trying to figure out if they can challenge this in court. And they filed a complaint this past Friday. Now, right now, the exit fee, the grant of rights fee, and everything else is going to cost Florida State over $500 million. Dollars. Their grievances with the conference and ESPN is I didn't know this until this was publicly acknowledged last week. You know that deal that we've talked about where the ACC is supposed to go through 2036? It's not official. It's officially through 2027. ESPN gets to decide in 2025 if they want to continue on with this deal with the ACC. So if ESPN just says, you know, we're good, the ACC is going to be sitting there holding the bag, basically, without a television deal at this point. So Florida State's argument is we don't feel like that the ACC worked in the conference's best interest for not just Florida State, Mm. but the other members of the conference. And based on this deal... That was publicly acknowledged for the first time that the deal is currently just through 2027. Well, it's an, it's and a, not sounds through, like a contract option, which is yeah, fairly but, common. But it's ESPN gets to pick up the clause. It's like the player right. option versus team option. Right. This is just on ESPN. It was thought to be that the contract was already sealed and good to go through 2036. That's not the case. It's just through 2027, which I found interesting. So their yeah. argument is the ACC did not work in the conferences and the teams and the college's best interest. They just tried to, again, get this deal with ESPN done so they could be solidified moving forward. And again, the revenue distribution, Big Ten, SEC, it's like $30 million more than what the ACC is getting. It's about, I think it's 70 compared to about 40, the differences on what the conferences are getting. Well, I mean, um, I don't know how you sue to get out of a bad deal. I mean, nobody held a gun to their head and made them sign this deal. They willingly entered into this deal. They made a bad deal. Sometimes you make deals and they they turn out to be bad. They look good at the certain time you sign them, and then you get on down the road and it's not a good deal anymore. And when that happens, you try to get out of it. Sometimes you've got a leg to stand on. Sometimes you don't. I don't really think they do. This is a story that media people like because it involves contracts and ESPN and media rights, things we love talking about because it's our business. Fans, fans outside Florida, Florida state country, they don't care about this. The SEC is not clamoring to bring them in. Nobody nope. in the Big Ten is either. Mm-hmm. Nope. Where are they I going mean, to go? What if they soon get out and nobody wants them? Exactly. They go independent potentially. 
I know. Play, and play who? That, no, that's not going to happen. And that's play not going to happen. They're, 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 they're not going to go independent again. Okay, so if they don't do that, then here is what, what entered my head as someone in SEC country and in Arkansas. If they are able to get out of this contract, if they find a way, if their lawyers are smart enough to some way wither out and dwindle down that $500 million it looks like they're going to have to play to something they can actually afford, I don't know what that number actually is. We've always thought that conferences never, ever were going to remove a school or were going to be able to kick out a school at this point. We've seen schools exit conferences. We've seen Maryland do it. We've seen other schools. We've seen Nebraska. We've seen other other schools right. exit conferences. Right. This will be one of the things that lead to a conference kicking out of school. If Florida State's lawyers are able to find... To free them. To free them of sorts. Conferences will use this formula that Florida State is using and figure out a way to kick out a said school that is not bringing enough to the table. You say, Ty, why do you care about that? Because when you look at what Arkansas brings to the table in the SEC, it's one of the least. It's one of the least television markets. It's one of the least college football in terms of brands. And it, mm. it's one of the least, again, attractable when it comes to the other schools within the league. We're already getting texts and calls here on the McCarty Daniel Hollett. Again, if Florida State's lawyers are able to figure this out, I think at some point, and I don't I hope it's not Arkansas, but a conference will kick out a school, whether it's the Big Ten or the SEC. It's one of the big schools that, again, all this money is coming that. in. See, I do. Because well, we've all—it's only. Because I don't know what I the con- think you're just jumping down a rabbit right, hole right but, here, man. What what are the contracts? I mean, who cares? I got ten million things in the world I care about more than how Florida State's lawsuit against the ACC works out. I got ten thousand things today I'm more concerned about than that. And the idea, Ty, the idea that first off that this lawsuit has any legs, because I've not talked to anybody yet who really believes it does. If this lawsuit has legs, then you're going to jump to an even further conclusion that this is going to lead to conferences kicking schools, possibly Arkansas, out of their leagues. I, I just think you're going too far there. See, I don't think so. Because, again, okay. we're coming from the perspective that only schools within conferences can figure out a way to exit their said conferences. And we've seen it happen already. So we've always held the belief that, oh, conferences can't, kick out schools well if schools can figure out a way to exit a conference and and this idea that we again this idea so what what is the contract language or the process of doing that so what are you driving at here what are you driving at here are you saying that conferences are going to start looking to kick schools out yes if again okay well let's 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 cut to the chase then if you think that's going to happen i just said i just said that i said you think arkansas may be one of those i think arkansas could could be on the chopping block at this point because again if you're not contributing to this fat money pie that we keep talking about, that ESPN is begging for these big money games, big money ratings, big money schools, and you're not an equal share to contribute to that, then why would a said conference, why would the Big Ten want to Because there's no one to replace you with. 
Because if, if, if you start kicking people out, Ty, all you're doing is paring down the total number of teams. You're not going to kick out an Arkansas and replace them with a Boise State. You're not going to do that. Big Ten teams are not going to – they're not going to kick out Purdue and bring Wyoming in. I mean, they're just not going to do that. If Greg Sankey could snap his – let's just play – let's just play commissioner for a sec. If Greg Sankey could snap his fingers and have the choice to bring in Florida State for Arkansas – Equal trade. You think he'd do it? Absolutely. No. One thing no. twice. One thing no. twice about it. He it would. Add, it doesn't add what you think it, it adds. adds. a what much bigger about? college football what kind of brand. Medicine? What kind of cold medicine are you on, Ty? What are you on today? I don't. Yeah, I'm not I, following you on this. I'm. I, again, this is where my mind immediately well, went. God with this. help us all. Do you? Okay. Let me ask you something. In all 2023, right. as we sit here doing this sports radio show, it's 6:50 in the morning. Are you really surprised at anything that happens in college sports? Well, no. You guys, okay, then why are you acting like I'm a dumbass when I bring up a reasonable possibility in 2023 when we have seen so many things That'd change be- in the last three years and you act like All where right, I'm I'll going give you that. is I'll just give you that. freaking nuts? I'll I mean, give you are that. you? Can, I'll tell you what's behind you. I don't think it's going to happen. Take take some more NyQuil. I don't think it's going to happen. Let me give you what's more likely. What's more likely, because who holds the grant of rights? Who holds that? The ACC. They so, but, but who no, Who ultimately really holds that? ESPN. ESPN, yeah. thank you. What ultimately may happen, if you want to get into dream scenarios, is ESPN just basically restructures all of college football, and they hand-select 40-some-odd schools, and they create their own league. Now, that, that would be more likely okay, than under that scenario, Arkansas is getting left out. They haven't Maybe. done. Let me read you Arkansas's record since 2012. It's Six, not just about football. It's football. Basketball is a crumb. Baseball is even less than a crumb. It's football. As much as I love Arkansas basketball, it doesn't bring in nearly the revenue football does. As much as I love Arkansas baseball, they went negative last year in revenue. It does. It, it's not even close. They? Yes, they actually did, which was okay. surprising to me um, when it comes to the. USA Today yeah. or the whole Hawk Sports. Are you, are you on the NyQuil on the day? No, on the you day guys are schedule? just acting like <laughs> I'm nuts in the fact that we've seen so many things change in the last three years. And I present some, okay, this can happen. You guys act like, did we think NIL was going to happen? Did we think the transfer portal was going to happen? Did we think mm. USC and UCLA and Washington and Oregon were going to move the Big Ten or Texas and Oklahoma? The, My only the point, SEC? I, I don't disagree with the fact that a lot of things have happened that we never saw coming. And, 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 and I'll give you that. I'm just saying that the numbers, if you start kicking teams out, you got to have somebody to replace them with. And, and, and I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think you're going to have a, a, hey, we'll trade you we'll trade you this school for that school. We're going to have a school trade between the SEC and the Big Ten. I, I, I just don't see those things happening. See, I just think they would just take that $80 million that Arkansas is supposed to get or whatever it's supposed to be and just distribute it amongst the schools. And he'd have to rework scheduling and other things, but 
Schools ain't defending Arkansas. They're not saying we have to have Arkansas in the SEC. They're just not. Ring in the new year in style at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas. They have something for everyone. The grand New Year's Eve buffet is served in the Venetian dining room. The festival party with live music by the Parker Francis Band, cash bars, and a champagne toast. And the 99th New Year's Eve gala features live music from Stardust Big Band, a five-course gourmet dinner with wine and more. Room packages are available. Go to arlingtonhotel.com forward slash NYE 2023 or call 501-623-7771. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Alright, let's talk to our friend Tom Murphy as we welcome him in this morning to the program. Whole Hawk Sports Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, good to welcome you in this Thursday morning. Uh, we got plenty to discuss. I want to talk about Kenny Guyton first. Um, reports out there, football scoop, Bruce Feldman, others that he is taking or taking the Wisconsin wide receivers job. Nothing official just yet. What do you think is going to play out in terms of Arkansas side of things of who they could potentially look to to fill that role? Yeah, good morning, Ty. Yeah, that's the hottest news in Fayetteville, I guess, right now. Is Yeah, it. it Kenny Guyton is gone. Uh, now, I can't confirm that he has definitely taken the Wisconsin job position, but that's what all the reports seem to be, but he's out of Arkansas. And, you know, I, I, I saw the, um, the stuff about uh, Garrick McGee, um, who was here, you know, under Petrino before. And, you know, Bruce Feldman seemed to indicate there had not been any connection or any discussion, but now Louisville's bowl game is over. So if there's anything that's going to heat up with Garrick, I think it will come. Uh, pretty soon, but otherwise, I mean, there's some great recruiters like Damian Craig out there, and a lot of different ways Arkansas could go. But having a strong recruiter on the staff is priority number one for Sam Pittman. Yeah, Tom, does your experience tell you if Football Scoop is reporting this? We were talking about this earlier. It's probably already happened. It's probably a done deal at this point, as far as uh, Kenny Guyton going to Wisconsin. Um, right, and you know it's hard to keep up with everyone if they're 100 percent accurate but football scoop has certainly grown in stature in recent years and i know they've been wrong in the past on some things but on this one um, i think they're spot on um so yeah i don't know what's happening with wisconsin on officially announcing it or 
or what have you there. But yeah, on this one, I believe they're they're good. Tom, we spent some time this week talking about the transfer portal, and they went from 60 days to 45 days before the season began. It ends on December the 2nd for this cycle. Do you think that the next change will be from 45 to 30 days where they basically have a 15-day period in the winter and a 15-day period in the spring? Or do you think they'll keep it as is with, again, the ever changes what seem to be going on in college football? Yeah, all speculation there, but I would hope so, that they, they narrow it down even further. Um, you, you saw Lane Kiffin's complaints um, getting ready for their bowl game about how uh, no other sport has created a system in which uh, your season is still active and uh, you know bowls get announced and then, bam, coaches can actually call players on your current roster and <laughs> start recruiting them. And um, it, it is pretty wild, and I think if there's a, uh, a strong push, enough opinions out there similar to Lane Kiffin's, um, that you will see change. Um, and, and here's the thing. When it came into being five years ago in 2018, it was, it was about player mobility and, you know, uh, coaching changes happen. Why can't guys leave, you know, without penalties and things like that? And so it, it came into being. But now, as, as you see the unbelievable numbers of players who get in the portal, um, you know, there has to be some reckonings and, and some adjustments to the way the, the portal is operated. And I do believe it would probably be a little bit better for the sport if they were to reduce the number of days because I think, I think players, some of them might sit on the fence when the portal opens but others, you know, a, a vast majority, I would say, already know what they want to do. But here's the, here's the kicker. It's the NIL money. They're not sure what they might be able to get here or somewhere else. And um, that's probably something that causes longer periods of wait. And, and honestly, I've, I've heard stories of players saying they've been offered this, that, or the other somewhere else, and it not being the case. So, it's a wild deal, and I think Tommy and I call it the wild, wild west back when it happened, and, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that Lane Kiffin, by the way, we're talking with Tom Murphy on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. It's kind of ironic that Lane Kiffin is bashing the transfer portal considering he has benefited the most so far with this recruiting cycle. For those that don't know, Evan Stewart right now is projected to potentially land at Ole Miss amongst other schools. They have the number one portal team right now. They could potentially land the best wide receiver in this class. How do you reconcile him making those comments and at the same time utilizing it to his advantage the best they can in Oxford? Uh, well, it, it's interesting. Lane, Lane plays for Lane, and he's got he's got an audience, um, and he's an outspoken guy. I mean, I, I enjoy the fact he's in the sport. Um, sometimes I agree with his comments, um, and in this case, I do think there needs to be some modifications. Um, uh, when when he's talked at SEC Media Days about its basic, its free agency, I mean he's he's on. Um, that's what it is. And when he talked about how the teams that had the best NIL deals did the best, um, you saw what happened. The Grove grew, its collective grew, and they obviously have more money to offer now. And I'll tell you guys, Evan Stewart, when he was dinged up in that game against Arkansas this year, that was when Arkansas like made a move and was back in the game when he was not playing for them. I mean, their other receivers were not near as good. 
Um, you saw how thin they were at that spot last night. And some of those guys have come along. But number nine, he did not have a good game against um, Arkansas. And last night, you know, he had a few uh, drops as well. So uh, I think Evan Stewart is a high-quality receiver. And if Ole Miss were to get him, you know, they've got a front line of, of some dudes that are going to be tough to deal with. Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Let's shift gears to basketball, the final non-conference game coming up on Saturday, UNC Wilmington. Tom, this is a team that's dangerous. Beat Kentucky in a non-conference game earlier this year. Uh, how does Arkansas, uh, what are the final steps here as they prepare for conference play beginning a week from Saturday against Auburn? Yeah, so the metrics say that their defense has to improve, and I, I agree with that. I, I just think that opponent um, – Opponent offensive rebounds, opponent uh, free throw attempts, um, uh, the field goal percentage for opponents is up from recent years under Musselman, and that's got to improve. And uh, SEC play, it's going to be hard for them to improve their their net ranking unless they just start r- rattling off a bunch of wins. And right now the metrics say that's going to be difficult to do uh, because how other teams stay in games and, and how – you know, they get quality field goal attempts against Arkansas. So um, a lot of improving to do. You know, I, I've said over and over on this show that Eric Musselman has enough of a background that we, we can believe that things are going to get better. But I, I think they're going to improve. This team's going to get better. But will they improve enough to be an NCAA tournament team? That's what's at stake here um, as we enter into conference play very soon. You even want to take a guess at a starting lineup on Saturday? It's been shuffled around a lot here as of late. So uh, any guesses who would be the first five before uh, in this final non-con game? Um, well, I mean, does he have enough input to know Battle's better off the bench or Mark is better off the bench? Mark is, too, Mark is such a, a great scorer. Both of those guys are great scorers. So I think you're going to start one of those two. Um, and then, you know, what did Keon Minifield do for you the other night? Is he better in the starting lineup? Maybe he is. And, and L. Ellis is the guy who seems to be, when you start shaking out the minutes, whose who's minutes are going to be reduced. So maybe he gets one more shot in, in the starting lineup. But uh, I don't know. No, I don't hazard a guess. Because <laughs> exactly. There's no telling. That, that was kind of the point. Tom, happy new year. We'll catch up next week. And, uh, Talk about the new horizon in a new calendar year. Outstanding. See y'all. I'm Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and Whole Hog Sports with us here on the Morning Rush. Chuck, that's kind of the point is uh, uh, of asking Tom the question. We we really don't know who the first five out there will be, and I don't think it really matters who the first five are, but uh, this this rotation, uh, at least conventional belief is, will will begin to really narrow as we enter conference play a week from Saturday. Well, I think you look at the second half against Abilene Christian when they played really well. They they basically played, I guess, seven guys, six or seven uh, in the second half. Um, I think those would be the candidates that you'd look towards. Um, I think the question, you know, becomes, um, you know, do you start these guys? Do you finish with these guys? Can you do both? Uh, how do you, uh, you know, how do you work it in the middle of the ball game? Uh, they've gone, I guess, twice a day since they've been back. Um, look, this game's going to be a tough game tomorrow night. I mean, we can talk about conference play right around the corner and how they've got to win to make the NCAA tournament, but if their focus is anywhere other than North Carolina Wilmington Saturday, they'll get beat. Mm-hmm. This is a good team. Mm-hmm. This is a good team. Um, they've been, I noticed in Lenardi's latest bracketology, 
Um, he's got them as the automatic qualifier out of the Coastal Athletic Conference. And by the way, Arkansas was was, was not in his field. So um, uh, this is going to be a tough one Saturday. Could be a good win in your favor down You're the right. road. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you hope they win there. That said, conference like you're talking about, and they have that win against Kentucky, so that will help them at that point. You think about Saturday's slate. So, games at 4. You've got Ole Miss against Penn State at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Then you've got Georgia and Florida State, which I heard that ESPN promo. That ESPN promo that they're running on Radio National, it's like, now it's like, these two teams didn't make the playoffs, so they're going to take it out on each other. No one's playing this game. No one cares about this game. Norvell doesn't care about this game. Smart doesn't care about this game. Again, I think you're, and, and it's a bummer because this would typically be a great game that you get to watch, plus NFL action as well. So, you got a full slate ahead on Saturday. I think they care. You do? I think they care. Yeah, I think they care. I don't think, I think, they, think they, they care at care. all. I think the guys that are there care. Now, the guys that aren't there clearly don't care. But I think the guys that are there, and I promise you, these coaches care. <sighs> I mean, I think they care. These guys are competitors. I'm not sitting here and saying that. Kirby Smart's thinking, man, the future of our program hinges on the outcome of this game. I'm not saying that, nor do I think that you know Mike Norvell's greatest concern right now is how this bowl game turns out. Um, I think he's got portal issues and things of that nature that in the grand scheme of things he's probably more concerned about. But these guys are competitors. I mean, the game's going to start and they're going to compete. If I called Mike Norvell and Kirby Smart right now and said, coaches, you got a chance to don't have to worry about a bowl game. You can recruit till the portal ends and do whatever else you need to do, or you play this game. What option do you think they're doing? But that's different than not caring. That's different than not caring. That game starts, and they're going to care. I promise you that. Those guys are going to care once the game starts. Both those teams would like to play for the college football playoff. Both those teams were left out. Team that's not left out, but a lot of people still hate. It's the Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh. Did y'all see the picture of him and Nick Saban with Mickey Mouse? Happen to catch I did that? Not, no. It's a great picture. I would uh, highly encourage you to look it up at this point. Did they look so, like they were happy to be there? They actually did. Surprisingly, really? isn't it the world's happiest place? Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. Is. So, on on the subject of Jim Harbaugh, is it more likely that he wins a national championship and moves on to the NFL, or that they lose this game to Alabama coming up? And by the way, they haven't won a college football playoff game yet, and he moves on to the NFL. It is, is it right off into the sunset? Or, I'm done with this. More stuff might keep be coming down the pipe from the NCAA. I'm out of here. I'm looking here at the Bet Saracen app. Alabama, the underdog, which is, guys, a rarity to see Bama. Now, they're catching a point and a half. It's not a huge line, but it's not often you're going to see Alabama as an underdog in a college football playoff game. I'm going to make one of those if predictions. Oh, there we go. I love oh. so much. This is an if prediction. If Michigan beats Alabama... Jim Harbaugh will sign the richest contract in the history of college football for a head coach if Michigan beats Alabama. I don't think they will. So this is a true tie prediction right here. Mm-hmm. If, if something I don't think is going to happen happens, this is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> so that you, is the whoa, essence whoa, 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 whoa. of a tie prediction. You, you didn't, you didn't, if you didn't, this that I don't think is going to happen happens, then I think this will happen. You didn't happen to catch that. You got to say that twice and slow. I know. I know. And slow. I know. Let me repeat that. (laughs) I mean, you may or may not have seen the Ian Rappaport report that he's being offered 10 years, $125 million. Mm. So that may or may not have something to do with your prediction on that. But again, they have not won a college football playoff game 
just yeah. yet, including yeah. losing to TCU last year. So maybe it plays out that way. Michigan, so, a point and a half favorite. In the other uh, game, you got um, Washington. Uh, catching four and a half, Texas. The uh, the, the best there. The best game from a rating standpoint. Now we hate it because you hate Texas, you hate Michigan. The rating standpoint, the best game would be Texas and Michigan. It's two most hated teams, but we always say we hate stuff, and then we end up watching it or doing something about it anyway. That'd be one of those games that every one of yeah. single one of our members would say we hate. We're not going to watch. It would be the best college well. football playoff national championship rating Fans that you've seen to this point. Fans don't care about ratings. They just want to see a good game. And uh, by, I agree, it would be it would be one of the most watched well, college football games. If Alabama, whoever plays, is going to get a huge rating. If Texas Bama would be huge too. If if Alabama and Texas rematch, Bama will blow them out. Texas against either one of those teams will be fine. Washington against either of those teams, I don't think will do. Well, clearly, it won't do as well. Now, see, I just think y'all underestimated Michael Penix. He's ticked off, man. He just lost How the Heisman Trophy. How many people will watch and who wins the game are two different things. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly but right. But you, you guys have denigrated Washington all year. They're just. Uh, I've not denigrated Washington. You all give me a, a give me a they break. They don't play a lot of defense. Neither does Texas. Neither does Texas. Well, that's Texas. Why I think it'll be a shootout game, and the other game will be real football. Texas didn't seem to have a problem playing defense when they walked into Tuscaloosa. I'm just saying that that's tail. what I think's going to – I was speaking about the league. Texas plays in a league where there's not an abundance of great defense, and so does Washington. And that's why I think it'll be a shootout game. Yeah. If Alabama rematches against Texas in the championship, they will blow them out. Saban in rematches, it is a bloodbath almost each and every time, the exception being the national championship two years ago against Georgia. We didn't have any wide receivers. I don't know if Alabama is good enough to run anybody out right now. I think they're good enough to win the national championship, but I don't think they're good enough to run anybody off the field. It's the same team that barely beat Auburn. It needed a miracle to do it. Um, I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and I do think they're going to beat Michigan, and if they do, I would pick them to win the national title. But I don't think they're good enough to beat anybody by three touchdowns. They will run Bevo back to the stable, okay. and he will be all crying right. all the way there. All the way to okay. the slaughterhouse. All the way to the slaughterhouse. They all will right. carve him up. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. We got a question from Tyler Greenwood earlier on the McCarty Daniel Hotline asking the status of former Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. So we'll turn on the K.J. radar here for a sec. K.J. was in Orlando yesterday. There's speculation out there from Pete Nancos of On3 that he is narrowing down his choice to UCF. 
Gus Malzahn, Big 12, up-tempo offense. Guys, again, he was in Orlando yesterday. What do you think about the possibility of him playing for, for Gus down there in Orlando? Well, I've always thought that might be where he ended up. I think it would be a good marriage. Um, I think you put K.J. in that offense, uh, the way you know Gus utilizes his quarterback as a runner in that league where he's going to be um, – you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's not going to be facing as big a linebackers and as big as safeties when he runs the ball. He's just not. And he's going to run over those guys. And I could see him being kind of like Vince Young was in terms of a runner in that conference. Now, you know, whether or not that's where he's going to end up, whether or not that's how it goes, I have no idea. But I could see it happening, yes. And I you know, I have no idea what the NIL budget would be. I would have a hard time believing they would be able to equal Arkansas. But uh, they'd I, empty it, whatever they've got. Whatever they got to do. It. But I would think the, the the market opportunities just in and around a, a place like Orlando would have to be better than what he sees in in Arkansas. And it's a state with no state income tax. So you got that edge too. Ding ding ding. Well, I think I think I think that may be a big part of it if 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 that's where he ends up because uh you know, they're uh they're paying a pretty high tax rate, I would imagine, on this on this uh, on this income and I don't know what their setup is down there in terms of you know, getting their taxes paid or whatever. I don't know exactly how every school's got a different setup in that regard. And I'm not sure what theirs is. I just think it would be a um it'd be a good football marriage. KJ's not going to have many marketing opportunities down there because he's, uh, you know, he's been here for four years. I mean, he's uh, he's going to Orlando. There, there's a lot bigger fish in Orlando than KJ Jefferson. I promise you that. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how many marketing opportunities he's going to have, but I'm sure whatever's in their NIL budget, um, they'd probably and, spill it to get a player like that. And I have, because I mean, I, I go to Orlando to vacation, you know, so I don't have a feel for where UCF's football program sits in that market. Disney's obviously the big draw in in Orlando. I, I think... It's a pro it, sports city. It's, yeah, and, it's, and then it's you got the Magic, four. and then you it's got... It's page four in the yeah, sports I mean, section. So I, don't, I don't know where, uh, you know, just their football program in the hometown really ranks. And just put, to tie this into another race back, Anthony Black is a bigger name than if KJ was to be a quarter starting quarterback. No, no question. And, right. No and question. AB's been, by the way, he has been tearing it up as a rookie down there in Orlando. Orlando's a transient city too. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Atlanta. It's it's uh, well, it's even even more so maybe even. But you're right; they're both transient cities. All right, other thing here in your hog update: we were talking about the UNC Asheville game earlier. Tickets are starting at just twenty dollars for. Saturday's game, again at 4 o'clock. Z and Chuck will be courtside starting at 3.30 for that one. I'm going to be watching it and, and listening to it so my nose is starting to clog up in, in Chicago. But kind of like you said, laid it out. Arkansas better bring their game. We're going to hear from us a little bit later on today. I know he's going to be as, as locked in as he ever is because he knows how paramount this game is. They need to have some confidence before they in the conference play next yeah. Saturday against Auburn. And say that again. wins, too. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. wins. Not just confidence, any wins. Yeah. Say that again about tickets because they're, they're going to make the student tickets available to the public, right? That uh, started just 20 bucks. Yeah. So you can get those. I've had a few people ask looking for tickets. You know, kids are home, you know, out of school, that kind of thing. Saturday, that, that what, 4 o'clock makes, makes a lot of sense for a lot of people to get up there. Yep. So. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It's brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY.
All right, so you guys mentioned, uh, again, Orlando being a transient city of sorts. There was a teacher in the state of Texas who is going to wind up here on our Too Stupid Thursday. Guy's on a high school retreat. He's a soccer coach. He uh, evidently went to this uh, gentleman's club earlier this month and racked up over $5,000 on his school credit card. Hmm. And then when asked by the district, hey, what is this? What was this five grand you racked up? Said it was fraudulent. Did a little due diligence, the district did. Figured out it was him. And he was subsequently fired after I mean, just that. So, I mean, school boards can be so closed-minded about things. Yeah. So rigid, so narrow. I mean, a man just has one night out, five grand on the company credit card, and you just I've spent him. more than that in, a, in an afternoon on ESPN Arkansas's company credit card, Chuck. So rigid these days, man. Not not like it was back in your helping day. Him, helping him pay for college, yeah. weren't you? Expanding his horizons, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So last week, NCAA sent a memo to schools basically saying if you transfer this academic semester, that academic semester, and you're an undergrad, and you've already transferred, you don't have to get a waiver from the NCAA, and you're free to participate in sports in the 2024-2025 season. Tommy or Chuck, Tommy and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I don't have a huge problem with it. He's more against it. What are your kind of thoughts on this move that came down at the tail end of the week last week? Well, it was obviously in reaction to that judge's decision, and I just think the NCAA is spent in terms of litigation, in terms of attorneys' fees, just everything. I just think they're spent. I think they're done, and they're throwing up their hands. Um, I don't like it, but I'm not naive. I mean, you know, this is how it's going to be, and so... Um, you were talking a little bit earlier about Kiffin and Ole Miss and some of the things that he said and how he's kind of you know, talked about how this is not sustainable. It doesn't mean as long as this is the system that you don't try to win it. Um, you can say with, with – it's not really talking out of both sides of your mouth even. It, it, you can say, I don't like this system, but as long as this is the system, yeah. uh, we're going to try to win it. And so I just think that's kind of where everybody is right now with, with the transfers and stuff. Um, they've just run up the white flag because it's hard to find a court right now. It's hard to find anybody from a legal standpoint that's going to do anything but side with the players. And here, here's what I think is important on, on that note you bring up. Arkansas is never going to sign, in my opinion, a top 10 class out of high school. You're not, you don't have the in-state talent to have that, 
and you haven't done it in previous years when the recruiting rankings have been established. You can sign a top 10 transfer portal class. You're like 11 right now by most services, rounding out average. You can do that. So, again, transfer aspects like you're saying, you don't necessarily have to like it as a fan. You just have to figure out how to benefit from it. You don't have to like that you're having to new, learn new players' names each and every year because guys are coming and going and stuff, but you can still benefit from it like Kiffin's doing in Ole Miss and like Arkansas has done in football the last three years. Uh, there's, you know, fans just want to win, pure and simple. I mean, yeah. if you got new players, old players, whatever, people just, people just want to win games. Um, uh, this is just how it is now. And now you still have to have both. The idea, I mean, this is not basketball where you've only got 15 spots to fill and only half those guys are going to play at crunch time. I mean, it's not like that. You got to go get a lot more bodies and there are more opportunities to miss, quite honestly, because as we've discussed with this portal thing, I mean, you're doing it really fast. Yeah. So um, you've got to have both, but you're right. I mean, Arkansas can and, and will and has, and I hope will continue to uh, benefit from the portal. When the transfer portal days shrunk from 60 to 45. They had contemplated moving it to just 30, 15 in the winter, 15 in the spring. I think I think Tommy and I agree that it should be just at 30, 15 in the winter, 15 in the spring. You have till January the 2nd, which is this upcoming Tuesday, to enter your name in the portal. You can exit at any time, and grad transfers are not obliged to follow the rules that other grads are. But should they also shrink the transfer that they actually do have jurisdiction over. Should they shrink the transfer portal time, especially with all these new rules and regulations that are benefiting players when it comes to multi-time transfers? Well, I think there needs to be a rule on it. Yes, I mean, I think there needs to be. Now, whether or not there will be, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've not seen anything that gives me a lot of confidence that there's ever going to be any order to all this. Um, I hope there is. And I think that would be a pretty good start. But I can't sit here today and tell you I have an abundance of confidence that that's going to happen. I hope it does. I mean, you think about the NCAA, and I, I, I hate to make the comparison of the federal government, but, you know, in theory, our government and the NCAA are made up where people get votes to put representatives in place to make more votes. Well, the NCAA, they have member schools that put people on committees that make votes that make these decisions, but... Both, both systems seem to be mired down in a quagmire of bureaucracy and red tape and, and a lot of times just can't get out of their own way. These are member institutions that should vote to fix the rules to better serve the institution and the players. Uh, but they just can't say – I'm with Chuck. I, I said this yesterday. They've thrown up their hands because they don't want to get well, into another legal battle because they get their nose bloodied every single time. I think one thing that should be remembered, too, is the NCAA is, as Tommy said, it's made up of member institutions. The, the University of Arkansas is the NCAA. You know, Texas, Michigan, Alabama, Washington, they are the NCAA. But so is Moorhead State. And so is, you know, Directional Tech. And their votes count, too. And that's why you, he, you've heard and you'll continue to hear and I think we'll eventually see um, the top 70, 75 schools break away. Uh, because right now, um, everyone votes in their own interest. If you're the president of Directional Tech, your charge is to protect Directional Tech. And so 
that's what you do. And as a result, there are things that happen that, that I don't think benefit everybody and hold some others back. Um, it's a free-for-all at the highest level right now. The smaller schools, in many respects, I get their frustration. I understand why they vote in frustration sometimes the way they do. I, I'm not completely knocking them. But the idea that this system is sustainable, it's not. There's going to have to be a breakaway. If you're going to operate the way they're operating now with basically no rules, uh, you're going to have to break away. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to set any. So let me tie this all back to where I kind of teased this segment. Would you say consensus our audience is not a fan of NIL and transfer portal? Is that pretty pretty okay statement for me to make? I don't know. I don't know. I think people are entertained by it. Well, They may, they okay. may decry it, but they watch ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. And that's where I was going. Would you say that our audience is probably majority not a fan of Taylor Swift appearing on every single Chiefs game mixed in with the NFL broadcast? Would you say that that's the case? Well, but I'm not a fan of what goes on in this country, but I still watch the news. I mean, just because you watch something doesn't mean you're necessarily in favor of what you're watching. We all watch things that, that you, know, I, you know, we're turned off by. So, I mean, the idea that those two have to go together, that if you watch, you're a fan. Now, ultimately, watching is the goal because that's what drives the revenue. That's what, and that's... But, but that doesn't mean you endorse everything you watch on TV. That, we all know that's not right. That's true. But to that point, like, again, I would say the majority of our audience is not a fan of Taylor Swift being paraded all across the NFL. Yet this past game with the Chiefs and the Raiders was the highest rate it's been since 1989. Now, this is, again, our audience relative. So you're tying in NIL and Taylor Swift. What, I, what I'm saying is the majority <laughs> of our asking. audience. The, yes, the majority of our audience has been annoyed by Taylor Swift appearing on pretty much every Chiefs game, NFL-related events. The majority of our audience is not a fan of the transfer portal. The majority of our audience is not a fan of NIL. Yet the NFL is as strong as it's ever been. The Chiefs' ratings have been better than they've ever been. College football, this past calendar year, is as good as it ever is. So, like you said, just because you watch something doesn't mean you agree with it. Well, you got to remember the people that are against things are the people that say things. Exactly. The idea that college football fans are turned off universally by the NFL or by the NIL, they may shake their heads and say, I can't believe it's this way. But they are entertained by it. They are entertained by the transfer portal. It, it, it gives them a hot stove league in college sports. So I'm, I, I, I don't know that I agree that the majority of our audience is against the NIL. I'm for the NIL, and I've always been for the NIL. I think it's gotten out of hand. I think that's what we didn't see coming. But the idea that the players shouldn't share in all the prosperity – um, I think we crossed that bridge a long time ago. Well, what I'm getting at is, again, people, as you just said, people say things and, and do another to a certain extent. And the evidence shows us that as much pushback as we have received, not just here locally but nationally, about those three main things, the evidence dictates the otherwise. It's boosted college football and Taylor Swift's presence. Oh, of course, that's true. With Taylor, with the kids. otherwise, you wouldn't be talking about yes. it. How many segments have you filled with NIL and transfer portal since it started? With since it started going feedback nuts. all over the McCarty Daniel hotline, people feeling some type of way. And then, Tommy, I know you said before that you think people would be turned off by the idea if salaries were 
public and people were able to access well, I, I just that. think people would be um people would be shocked to know what's really going on i think if you got a full peek behind the curtain to see exactly what's happening i think uh fans really they, they just see the number they don't know everything else that goes into it plus they still get full cost of attendance they still get all the the meals everything that was already on the table still there literally and figuratively yeah. uh plus you know you pile on this other pile of cash and so what again we're the conclusion i'm coming to on all this and chiefs fans hate this because they would say the opposite but as weird as it is to say taylor swift's been good for the nfl this year but great it's made chiefs more of a villain i, I don't like Brady mahomes i don't like kansas city i don't like taylor swift it's made them more of a villain it's made that more they pulled in segments of audiences that would not be watching their product and national and when it comes to college football nil and transfer portal they're there, there are college show, or excuse me, there are national radio shows that are leading off college football segments with a certain player entering the portal or something that's been going on that seldom happens. They hit on pro sports, they hit on the biggest story, but because of what's happened this year, college football, they're never going to defeat the NFL. It's never going to happen. NFL's in too big of markets forever that that to happen. But college football has gained ground. In the meet and in, in audiences and media landscape more than it has in years past. Well, yeah, but I, I, I I'm still confused in the NIL Taylor Swift comparison. Taylor Swift's been an interesting sidelight to the NFL season. NIL and transfer portal have brought about a sea change in college sports. Um, Taylor Swift's impact on the NFL is minimal compared to what the NIL and the transfer portal's impact on college sports has been. No comparison. Taylor Swift's been interesting, if you're into that sort of thing. I'm not, but if you are, it's interesting. Whether whether you like college football or hate college football or whatever, the NIL and the transfer portal have changed everything. Taylor Swift's not changed everything in the NFL. Well, what I'm lumping, again, the reason I'm lumping in what you just said is exactly right. But the I'm only lumping. thing they have in common is both have their detractors. That's the only thing they have in common. And there's a large sum of detractors from, again. But it's uh, the only thing. Yeah. And the impact, again, you've got large sums of NFL fans and large sums of college football fans that hate all three things NIL, Transfer Portal, Taylor Swift. They're sick of them. They're sick of okay. hearing about them. You're right. They're sick on right. that. And You're yet. Right viewership has increased in both camps with the Chiefs, with viewership in the NFL, and with that. While what you said is true, it's all three of those have had an impact when it comes to this year's viewership. No one's and, debating that. I'm saying I don't think they're comparable. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're just safer to stay in the camp of hate everything. Just hate everything, you'll be fine. And you'll still watch it. <laughs> you watch and hate at the same time. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.